Hello and welcome to Conversations at Our Kitchen Table, where we, Ariel and Logan, talk about pursuing an alternative lifestyle. And on this episode of the podcast, we are talking about the why, particularly the why we've decided to basically completely uproot uh, all of our lives and move everything and everyone into an RV and travel around the country. So obviously a decision like that doesn't come lightly. So we thought we'd unpack it a little bit for our friends and our family and anyone who's listening. And of course, as is usual, as soon as we stopped recording, I thought of like two or three more big things that went into making this decision, uh, which I guess we'll just have to save for some future episodes. So here we go. Hello and welcome back to Conversations at Our Kitchen Table. We're actually in our brand new recording studio. Sounds great. Aria, why don't you tell the folks where we're at? Why don't you why don't you lean back a little bit and I'm sure they can guess themselves. <laughs> this is indeed our closet. We're coming to you live from our closet. The uh, smell of ripe crotch is in the air. Oh my gosh, what the heck? No, and, edit uh, that out right now. At this and we're going to have a good time. And you know what? This podcast may be called Conversations at Our Kitchen Table, but we're having conversations in our closet. And you know what? I'm not going to change the name because this is our podcast. We can do what we want. You know, next week, we're going to sing songs in the garage. And we're still going to call it Conversations at Our Kitchen Table because we can do what we we're want. We're not going to sing songs we might. in the garage. We could if we wanted to. It's too hot there's no out rule. there. There's no rule about, about what you have to name your podcast. Well, there's probably a few rules. So, on that note, what? I just can't get over what you said earlier. I can't. The ripe crotch. Yes, please stop. I can't. You need to stop being so immature. <laughs> You're the one who said it, and now it's just in my brain. I hate this. Ripe crotch in your stop. brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our, our closet doesn't smell bad. It's clean clothes in here. Sometimes. Most of the time. I'm pretty sure my right foot is on some dirty underwear. <laughs> I think. That's a sock. And you know what? I don't think it's mine or yours. I don't know where it came from. Sometimes, <laughs> the other day, I found a pair of shorts I've never seen before in my life in our closet. Granted, you, you lose your clothes all the time. So you probably picked up somebody else's clothes somewhere this somehow. I don't I, know how you do that. The other day, speaking of closets, I found a pair of shorts that said Lee Jr. High on it. I never went to Lee. Ever. <laughs> I don't know where these shorts came from. Wouldn't that be Micah Ray's? Oh, maybe. Because he went to Lee. My little brother did go to Lee, I think, for a year. Maybe I have his shorts. Maybe that's fit into them. <laughs> mystery solved. There you go. So, so he has your shorts now. So, okay, let's, uh, let's before we digress too much into dirty laundry <laughs> talk, let's talk about our dirty laundry. Metaphorically speaking. Okay. No, it's joke. No. We're, we're talking. So, why don't you tell people what we're talking about today? I think you told me we're talking about why we decided to live in an RV full time. Yes, this is the why. A lot of people, uh, I say a lot of people, like we have a bunch of fans. By a lot of people, I mean like, like our parents, 12 people. <laughs> our friends and family, you know, for the most part, they know, but a lot of people are just curious about. You know, why, what goes into a decision like this. Right. And from what I've been able to gather, I've been listening to a lot of stories from a lot of other people who have done something similar. And everyone's story has some similar elements, but they're all very different as well. 
So, uh, yeah. So we're each going to share, I guess, kind of individually about what went through our minds with all of this. And then, uh, yeah, maybe I should start with kind of big picture how it happened. And then we'll, we'll branch off into two separate narratives, yours and mine. And then they will converge at the end like twin rivers of thought. Okay. Does that work? I hope so. <laughs> okay. Um, unless you want to start with telling a story. So I guess it was kind of in the middle of the pandemic when we, we started thinking about this. Well, honestly, you didn't start thinking about this. You wanted to go live in Europe, which is an awesome idea. And I love Europe. I grew up there. So Wait, wait, actually, you wanted to live in Europe, and I wanted to make your dream come true. No, you wanted to go somewhere. You said, let's move overseas. Okay, well, wait, let's, we got to back up even more. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, in order to really tell this story, we have to start in 1989. Oh, my land. That's when I was born, (laughs) It's crisp spring day (laughs) in Bitburg, Germany. Bitburg? Bitburg. Air Force Base. Bitburg Air Force Base, which is not a city, an Air Force Base that no longer exists. Bitburg is a city, oh. but it's the Air Force Base. Spang- Spangdalem. Spangdalem exists. We must so. go back to a crisp spring day in Spangdalem Air Force Base in Bitburg, Germany. No, my God. No, stop talking. What? what are you talking about? Listen, I was born on the Bitburg Air Force Base in Bitburg, Germany. So my father was stationed in Spangdalem, but they sent my mom to Bitburg to have baby. Oh, so there's two There's two Air Force... There's been two Air Force there's bases this whole time? There's a lot of Air Force bases in Germany, I assume. Why would they send you to a different Air Force base? I don't know. I never asked my mom. Maybe that's where they were originally when right, they first got there. We're digressing. Let's Let's... Laser well, focus. It's not here. my fault you didn't know. Where laser I was born. Laser focus here. So uh long story short, you were raised in Europe. You were raised kind of in a different somewhat of a different culture. So you've always kind of carried that with you, uh, in a way growing up. And in a way you've always kind of wanted to go back. You've talked a lot about wanting to take Arwen and the idea of raising our kids in a different culture just to have a little more like life experience and world experience. So we've we've kind of had that conversation off and on, I feel like, for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so come summer of 2020, yeah, I'm finished with my documentary. I was going to be doing a lot more with it than the pandemic hit. Um, but I just I already felt kind of like I'm going to be 30 the next year and, and looking for, okay, I just wanted to kind of live my life with a little more intentionality. And so I thought, well, I either want to just keep doing what I'm doing here, but do it like really intentional and hundred percent or shift and, and start something new and create something based on kind of who I've become through my twenties and who I am and, and kind of do things on purpose, if that makes sense. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to do that, then, you know, I don't want to like get two or three years into building a new business or something. And then up and move somewhere like Europe, you know? So I thought, well, if we're going to do something cool, like go live overseas for a few years, now would be the time to do it during this intermediary, intermediate mm-hmm. period in between, uh, you know, what I've been doing in my twenties and what I would, I guess, be doing thirties onwards. So I was like, okay, this is like a window where we could do something cool. And so I was thinking, okay, I started doing a lot of research about, okay, if we wanted to live somewhere, what is it, you know, the, all the immigration stuff look like, what would I do for work? In the meantime, all that kind of stuff. So that's where we were summer of 2020. And then you can pick it up. 
pick it up from there. Right. And of course, <clears throat> the pandemic was a thing now, too, and that made us realize, oh, we're not going to be able to live overseas for a while. <laughs> so that kind of actually just took it off the table for us anyway, aside from trying to figure out how to make money while we live over there. We just realized it was like, it's really, really difficult unless <laughs> yeah. like my dad was in the military. So it's a lot easier. It was a lot easier for us to be there. And you know, it, it obviously it's possible, but it is very difficult um, to immigrate. Immigrate? Yes. Well, it's to, difficult to immigrate to places where people would want to live. Right. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, I don't, I don't even remember. I was trying to remember this the other day, like where the idea came into my head. Other than, you know, my mom and my stepdad live, have lived in an RV, a fifth wheel. And um, we visited them while they were living in that. And they're, you know, it's a big one. So they have like an extra room. And so there was actually lots of space. And I remember thinking, wow, this is fun. Like I could do this. And uh, at that time, and then, I think I saw or some, it was like an Instagram or something like that. And um, it was like a full-time family that lived in an RV. I don't even remember which one it is. I follow, I have a, I follow a lot now. I so. have a theory of how we may have subconsciously been exposed to the lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, YouTube sailboat videos. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which is, it's just crazy to me how many ridiculous micro subgenres there are on youtube you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so during the pandemic i was still working but i was working at least the height of it you know working from home for the most part really working probably only like three to four hours a day mostly because a lot of our work had just disappeared um so arwen and i you know we did a lot of stuff we played some games um we built stuff we had parties with just our family um you know lots of fun stuff like that but uh one of the things we also did was watch all these YouTube videos of people giving tours of the sailboats that they live on, mm -hmm. which is so random. I don't know. I don't even remember how I, how we got on that, but that's what we would do. We would make pot stickers and then we would watch these YouTube videos of people doing sailboat tours. And the thing about the YouTube algorithm is that, you know, it finds stuff that's similar to what you might like. So somehow the suggested videos turn from sailboat videos into RV tours as that's well. Right. And, um, I but I think that was also just kind of happened to happen at the same time that you were thinking about, about your, you know, your, your mom's RV and mm -hmm. the time we spend there. Well, and I was just realizing like, how, you know, when I was seeing all these things on YouTube and thinking about it, like I was thinking to myself, I think this could be really doable. And I'm the type of person who has to research something a lot. <laughs> and so uh, I just immediately started researching like, okay, full-time living in an RV with a family. Like, what does that look like? What would you need to do? And then I realized like, oh, wow, this is really doable. And so I talked to Logan about it and he was like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something we've we've discovered in the meantime is we thought it was this like crazy idea. And the more you look into it, you're like, oh, there's a whole society of people who just do this yeah all the time. it's like, actually oh, i mean okay. it's not it's not as hard as you might think it would be here i'm gonna put this sock on top of your microphone because i'm getting your uh your my, my you're getting pee on the microphone oh no oh no <laughs> try now is that too, is that okay that's better yeah right. better i need to say a p word oh yeah that sounds better yeah okay nice Okay. It could have been worse. It could have been a dirty sock that I put on there. 
It's a clean, thank you. You're welcome. I think it's clean. Probably. It smells fine. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, where were we? So, you come to me, mm-hmm. and then you say... Let's live in an RV. Well, yeah, basically, but wh- the way you approached it, you were like, hey, this moving to a different country for a couple of years and doing something cool... Is not uh, really possible right now. We're, and it, it really, also, it was just like, we didn't really feel the momentum there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's kind of like when you, you have a cool idea, but you don't really have any fire behind it, right. you know? And so you, you came to me and you said, uh, what if instead of pursuing that, what if we did this thing instead? Right. And I realized, I was like, well, at the same time, I realized this is when everyone was starting to work from home. And it just kind of, suddenly, I, it kind of dawned on me. I was like, oh, all of these, suddenly the whole world is realizing how many things can be done remotely. And it's like, oh, I, we could do this RV thing while I'm also starting something new. Right. And, you know, it doesn't have to be this thing where we go off, do something a couple years, and then I come back to the States and then like, all right, let's build a new business or right. start some new creative endeavor. start now. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of, you know, and I've, my life mission has always been to have my cake and eat it too. <laughs> I mean, in yes. everything, you yeah. know, it's, that's basically, I probably spend more time and energy on that. I could probably have two cakes and not eat them with all the energy I put into having my one cake and also eating it. Yeah. Um, which I've never understood that analogy because it's like, well, who's eating, who's the cake for then? If it's not supposed to be you eating the cake, then, then why are, yeah, why are we putting an energy into getting this cake? <laughs> right. Who's, who's the cake for? Is it a carrot cake? In that is case, it, I don't, wait, what does the carrot cake have to do with anything? Is your cake a carrot cake? <laughs> Do you mean it's because carrot cake is gross? I just want you to think about this for a minute. Okay. If your cake was a chocolate cake. Yes. Would it be a triple chocolate cake? Or a white chocolate cake? It would be triple chocolate cake. Okay. What? (laughs) You're digressing very fast. Where were you going with this? I don't even remember. All all I can think about is cake now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This podcast is going to be twenty minutes of silence as I just reflect. (laughs) Cake. Is my cake carrot cake? I hope not. You don't even like carrot cake. I don't even know what that means, though. I'm blowing my mind right now. (laughs) I'm gonna write a whole book on this. It's gonna be called "Is Your Cake Carrot Cake?" How to figure out what kind of cake you make. Can you take your cake that you make? And eat it too. And eat it too. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I've always wanted to be somebody who I've always tried to have my cake and eat it too. And so I thought, okay, what if we traveled everywhere and had, you know, had fun and went to lots of places, but I also was working and still, you know, making money and having a career and stuff can, can both happen. Yeah. Uh, so then I think, didn't we say like, Hey, let's think about this for a month. Yes. Yeah, we gave ourselves like a whole month to think about it separately so that when we came back at the end of the month and we were going to talk and discuss about how we felt about it and whether or not we still felt good or were peace about the decision, that sort of thing. Yeah, I have this principle I, I refer to as the furnace of the heart, which sounds super epic. Makes me sound like some kind of monk. I don't know. Yeah. It really just means I think about something for a while. <laughs> Yes. Well, what it is, is like, okay, you have an idea and then you let it rest. And then 
for me, it's like, if I just, if I sit on an idea and I don't do anything with it, then it will either uh, burn up, you know, it, it kind of fizzle out or uh, it'll grow. And it's like, it's one or the other, right? you know, nothing just stays in my heart and is just kind of like chilling out. Right. You know, I mean, there's times where something maybe is dormant, mm-hmm. you know? And so with this, I was very much like, I'm going to hold it and it's either going to fizz out as I just kind of think about it for a couple of weeks, don't take any action or it's going to get bigger. And I, you know, I think by the end of the month, I mean, I would say that's for both of us. Yeah. Kind of felt. yeah. I was, I was, I was still thinking at the end of the month, like, I really want to do this. I think this is a good idea, which is kind of strange for me because like, that's such a big life change. Somehow in our soundproof studio, we can still hear our dog bark outside. It's crazy. You know, and I'm not big on change at all. So, yeah, I was really surprised that this was your idea. Yeah, no, no <laughs> yeah, I know you were. <laughs> I know. But I mean, you were also surprised that it was your idea. I know. That's why yeah. I was almost like, "This has to be it," because this is so weird and crazy for me to be the one to come up with it. That I feel like this is this has to be something. And I've been making sure to tell people that a because I want people to know how cool and spontaneous you actually are, <laughs> and b I don't want people thinking. I'm just, you're just dragging, I'm just dragging you in. Because, yeah, I know people already think that. But You think so? Oh, yeah. People are like, <laughs> Logan's just dragging his family to do things he wants to do. Oh. Yeah, we look so miserable next to you all the time. <laughs> no, are right. you kidding me? <laughs> well, that just goes back to the whole thing of how I have insecurities about people assuming that I'm a mostly irresponsible person. So that's for a different podcast. Okay. Um, we'll talk to your therapist about that later. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> You had some thoughts because now I want to get into the the cake portion mm. of this story, this origin story that is, I guess, still happening since we haven't gone we full haven't time yet. Come, yeah. Um, so I want to get into the cake aspect now, okay. which means the metaphoricalness. Okay. Of uh, because it's obviously like it was that simple, but looking back at it, for me at least, there was all these different threads of kind of things I was considering. As far as not just living in an RV, but having this sort of lifestyle of minimalism and pursuing uh, experiences and people over material things and living life now, not waiting until I'm old and retired to live life. And and yet also this idea of finding a way to live that's more economical. Uh, economic, is that the economical. Word? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so, and I, I know it's kind of similar for you. So you actually uh, wrote some journal entries, which you, are you going to read them or are you just using them to jog your memory? Oh, they're just, I'm not going to read my journal entries to people. No, okay. this is just memory stuff. I'm trying to imagine if I had a journal, how stupid it would be. Like, today I had some hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> my, I mean, my journal is like where I go to process my feelings and thoughts. So yeah. I don't, I don't verbally process well. And so I have to usually write it down so I can actually hash it out and kind of rearrange what I'm actually feeling and thinking. So, yeah. Well, so why don't you, uh, now this is the point where the narrative will diverge to two rivers of, of thought. Okay. And then re. Converge. I'm still not quite sure what you want me to say. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Yeah, so that I have an idea of what you mean. Okay. Because I feel like there's not a whole lot 
to talk about about this. Oh, part. okay. Well, uh, so for me, there was there's a couple of different things were happening leading up to this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, one, okay, okay. Continue. Yes, I think well, I'm understanding. Well, now if more. I've jogged your memory, then I want you to go. No, first. no, 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 no. You go first. I, I want to hear you speak, and then I'll go after you. Okay. Well, now I got to think about what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're still new at this whole podcasting thing. Yeah. So. A couple of things were happening for uh, for me leading up to this. One was, like I said, the idea of minimalism where I realized that I'm just way happier having less stuff. And I actually had a lot of stress that I didn't realize was related to just stuff all the time. And I think part of that comes from also being born, like being raised by a generation who was also raised by a generation of people who were raised by a generation of people. I know I'm getting far with this from the Great Depression where it was like, you keep everything because you never know when you're going to have other stuff. Um, And so this idea of you just have stuff laying around for when you need it, Uh, which I mean, I get, but just realizing how much stuff is in our house and we toss out stuff that we haven't touched in years. It's like, why do we even own this? We had like five wooden spoons. Is there ever a time (laughs) where we would ever use five wooden spoons at once? I I use like three. How many times? Like once a year? Well, the pet, no, it, de- like if we're talking about cooking, yeah. like wooden spoons, it depends on if I've done the dishes and like, you know, so I cycle through them. But I'm saying like five at once. Oh no, never right. five at once. Yeah. You know, just, and just realizing, uh, part of it was, you know, I went to Africa with, uh, one of the guys on my crew who was a minimalist and just watching the way he lived. I was like, I like that. My sister, uh, the past couple years too, has gotten really into that, into, um, uh, just getting rid of stuff. And so I have it like, you know, embraced it fully in, in the weird way necessarily. I totally would. Uh, but so I was kind of thinking about this, about like, I like the idea of having less stuff. So that thread was going on for a while. Uh, and then there was this other thread of, I just always felt, which I think I, I mentioned this a while back, just feeling like sometimes I, I just feel like I'm, I'm acting too suburban. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, and there's this idea that someone my age, it's about you're, you're supposed to kind of have this narrative thread of life that you're pursuing, that everyone's kind of doing the same thing, which is you know, you're buying a house and you buy a car and you buy a ni- slightly nicer house, a slightly nicer car, and you save for retirement and maybe you take a trip or two every now and then and you have fun, and which I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that kind of lifestyle. And that's definitely something I don't want to come off as like, you know, we're totally pursuing a superior way of life but really what it is is you know realizing that there's this kind of way of living that we're expected to follow and that's kind of been fashioned especially for you know someone like me a middle-class white male it's like this is this is the image of what your life is supposed to look like uh from an economic sense and from a social sense and all of this stuff and yet i've always felt like i couldn't ever quite vibe with that you know what I mean? Uh, not that I thought it was wrong in any way, but just like I don't get excited about renovating my kitchen or having a nice yard or, you know what I mean? Um, and and I used to think, I think for a long time I kind of felt, and again, this goes back to probably another podcast episode, but just as a kid, a lot of people would tell me that I wasn't, A, I wasn't a hard worker. Uh, I like to have fun too much. And I always had my head in the clouds. And so all of that kind of swirling around made me feel like I didn't quite understand how to be this nice middle-class suburban dad guy. 
And then, you know, as the pandemic hit, it was kind of like everyone collectively realized that our whole society is we're just kind of making everything up. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) And realizing that there's no rule that says that your life has to look a certain way. And once I kind of started to have some freedom in that area of thoughts, like, well, so, you know, well, what, what can life look like? I kind of grew up with this idea too, where, which is, I'm making it sound like I had a terrible childhood. I had a great (laughs) childhood. Uh, Anyways, I had this kind of philosophy uh, around work that it was like, everybody wants to be a rock star or a NASCAR driver or something like that. And then there's like these select few people who have this degree of talent and also the shred of luck. And then if you get that and if you quote, make it, then it's great. And if you don't make it, then you go get a boring job that sucks your life out of you every day. And then you do that for 45 years and just uh, grin and bear it. And it was kind of like, those are the two options. Yeah. Uh, almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and once you hit like, especially once you hit 30, if you're still trying to make option one happen and it's not, you're irresponsible. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking, well, I mean, maybe there's a third option. You know, maybe there's a way to still kind of like do what you love for a living. And maybe it's not through winning the lottery of being in the right place at the right time and having the right degree of talent and meeting the right people where you're some big household name, but maybe it's, you know, maybe it looks different. And so kind of thinking about that too, all of these things swirling together and it just, all of them kind of converged on the idea of a becoming a digital nomad, you know, remote working, Uh, So I can work from anywhere, go anywhere, do anything uh, and be kind of getting back to like make a living through just doing what I, what I, what I like, what I like, what I love, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, people work for roughly a third of their life. I mean, if you break up a 24 hour day, you got eight, 16, 24, right? Mm -hmm. Most people work eight hours. Most people sleep for eight hours. So really you're unconscious for a third of your life. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to think about, which really means really for half of your life you're working, but really when you factor in, you know, commuting and extra projects and things outside of work, it's probably more. So it's like more than half of your life you're working. And what's crazy is that most people, if they weren't getting paid for their job, they wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Right. Which means that most people spend most of their life involuntarily. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which, I mean, and I'm not trying to like have some sort of like socialist manifesto. I mean, obviously, even working a job involuntarily still... We, we live like kings compared to, you know, how people used to live. Right. You know, I mean, but it got me thinking, like, I don't want to spend most of my life involuntarily doing mm-hmm. stuff that I don't really want to do, but I just do because I have to feed people. Mm-hmm. You know, how great would it be if I could, if I could not just work, but like all of my hard work was built into something that, that I would be doing even if I wasn't getting paid for it. Right. Uh, which I think everybody thinks that. And then most people kind of get a dose of reality. I guess I haven't gotten that yet. Um, and then just kind of are sad for the rest of their life. But mm. anyways, that's all of my things that right. I can think of right now. Okay. What are your things? I'm definitely d- a lot different than you are <laughs> <laughs> in my kind of thinking and reasoning behind it all. Um, in fact, most of the reason why I want to do this so much is kind of because of other people. So you and the kids and I'm like basing that my decision off of that. Like, I'm not going to go do this if I live by myself. I'm like, I'm not going to live in an RV and travel the world if I was by myself. Cause 
A, that's scary because um, I'd be all alone. And B, um, it'd be sad because I'd be all alone. So, <laughs> again, like, I'd probably, who knows where I would be if I was all alone. But I'm not alone. I have a husband and I have two wonderful children that pretty much I think about 24-7 um, when I'm not thinking about triple chocolate cake. Thank you, Logan. Um, <sighs> you think about me? Well, you mean, of course I do. I think about you all the time. And I think about what you want and what makes you happy. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this. I also think about what I want and what makes me happy. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, I'm not really that that self-centered. Hopefully. Maybe I am. I don't oh, think so. Oh, I mean, you hide it well if that's the case. <laughs> so thanks for that. Um, no, what, like, as Logan mentioned earlier, um... Something that I've wanted for my kids for a long time is um, to kind of have them experience the world and different cultures and things because that shaped my childhood so much. And um, like, I don't think I would be the person that I am today if I had just lived in America in one area my whole life, like so many people do not. Okay. Not saying that that's a bad thing. Um, but I just, you know, the people and the, the languages and the culture and the food and it's all so incredible. And it just really opens up. I just, it opens up like the world to you and you realize, wow, it's so much bigger than this like you were talking about like the day to day like people work they eat they sleep and they go do yeah. it all again like it's so much bigger than that you know the world is this amazing big place and i don't want my kids to grow up thinking that it's only about san angelo texas you know we love san angelo and it is a good place to raise kids but it's not about like getting into the best schools or I don't know, Which making, isn't, isn't a, making a lot of money. And, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, everybody's priorities are different. Everybody's aspirations are different. But yeah. for me, I loved growing up in Germany and I loved living on an island, you know, off the coast of Portugal. And then I came here. I was scared to live in the United States because I had never experienced that before. It's so weird to me. Yeah, I know. Forget, forget but about it was, it, you know, the people and you, I learned languages and I learned how to cook different meals from those places. And I just want that for Arwen and Milo. You know, I want them to have that deep understanding of the world and of, of its people. I've kind of always seen, yeah, I kind of see the analogy of if the human experience was a book, so many people just read the, their one chapter that they yeah. live in over, or their one page over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's all of this other stuff about who humans are and how yeah. we move through the world that we we can only grasp if we get beyond you know our safe little borders right. and i think it's important to start when they're young arwen's going to be six this summer milo's like going to be a year and a half obviously he's not going to remember a lot at this point but still like showing them at these young ages I think is, is, is important. And so that's one of the big reasons, you know, I either wanted to live overseas or, and then I had the RV idea and I was thinking, well, let's just start with this, con you know, this continent. <laughs> right. Um, and then, and then another thing was I, I 
realize that you did not want to continue in your day-to-day grind. Like you were not finding as much life in it. It wasn't making you happy. It wasn't making me sad either. No, but it's it's like this. It's like eating vanilla ice cream every time. (laughs) Yeah. You're just not the kind of person who can who can eat vanilla ice cream every single time. And so <laughs> yeah. I I was seeing this in you and I was thinking, what you know, I know I'm a stay at home mom. Like I can literally go anywhere and do anything with Logan and be there with him. I I I don't have a job tying me down anymore. I mean I, I was working, but I stopped when I had Milo and not that it was tying me down, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I loved my job. Um, it's just like I was thinking, like, we could do this and it could be really, really good. It could be really good for you and it could be really good for the kids. And in that, I would find joy. So, yeah. Plus, I love to travel. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's like, it's Winkle Places. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. There's so many places that I haven't seen. Like, yeah. I've never been to Canada. I've only been to certain places in Mexico. I've only been to some, you know, I've been to a lot of states, but not yeah. as many as I'd like. And so I'm I'm just really excited for travel and new places and new people, new food. <laughs> I definitely feel like there's different layers of why we made this decision. Yeah, the top layer is just we like to travel and have have fun and have fun. <laughs> yeah. see new places and yeah. do new things. And But then, yeah, at the bottom, it's also like there's a sense of having an existential crisis mm. and especially once you get you know 10 years 15 years out of right. high school and you know there's people you know your age who've died and yeah. you think yeah you don't know how much time you have left exactly. you know you don't know how much time you have to, to to pass on things to your children or to do the things you say that you'll do when you're older right you know yeah and, i don't want to wait till i'm what in my 60s yeah to go do things that I want to do. Like, yeah. I don't want to wait. I also, but the thing is like, I also don't want to be in my sixties and have absolutely no savings because I've just been partying <laughs> for 30 years. Well, yeah. You know? So that's no, where there the whole, has to be a balance. Right. Obviously. That's where the whole having my cake and eat two thing comes from is like, what if instead of working really hard and traveling once I'm old, what if I, I built my life around travel mm-hmm. in a way where we, you know, we're still family. We still have community. Right. Which is important. Yeah, we're not. Here's we're a here's still, a here's the thing. We're not abandoning our life. I mean, we here. kind of are. We're not abandoning our family. Like the whole thing with the RV is like we can go see them whenever we want to. So, yep. It's not like we're gonna like, let's peace out. <laughs> Never see you again. Unless another winter <laughs> storm hits and the power's oh. out. <laughs> That's one thing. Is when we had you know power really terrible power outage and. Water was bad and, and everything. Basically surviving for a couple of days. I just remember thinking, man, if we just had the RV, we could have just up and left. Yeah, gone nope. somewhere else. <laughs> but So there's a lot of things that kind of went into this. I feel like for the most part, it seems to be everything. I'm sure I'll remember some stuff as soon as we're done. Yeah, that's how but it always is. Is there anything else that you want to add? Um, Why? Why are we doing this? Why? Why are we doing this? Didn't we already talk about that? Yes, but let's condense it into a 10-second. Like a conclusion. Conclusion. Let's reconverge these narrative river threads into one river of thought. Mm -hmm. We are going to live full-time in an RV and travel around the United States and Canada and possibly Mexico 
for an undetermined amount of time because we realized, I think Arwen's trying to get in. Oh no, the children are knocking, we better go. <laughs> We're living in an RV because we want to uh, simplify our life. We want to prioritize family and adventure and travel and see the country and yes yes all right we're gonna go before the kids start knocking down there she's coming i can hear <laughs> she's through she's one coming. barrier there's two more barriers to go she's coming in it's happening we gotta go thanks for listening to the podcast if you would like to follow along with more of what we're doing you can visit our website reynoldsontherun.com or follow us on social media if you haven't already and of course if you have any suggestions questions comments concerns or observations just let us know Thanks.